with that, hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Sports BFS, a podcast conceived, recorded and distributed from the birthplace of Australian Rugby League, Balmain, New South Wales. My name is Big T, the unofficial mayor of Balmain, and still on a high from last week's win. With me as usual are the two best producers beer can buy, Mr Merchandise and Uncle Tim. The sweet tinkling in the background is Angus Roundface, a cat in charge of security at the Stripe House. And with me on this side of the ironing board are two guests. That's right, two. Somehow we have jammed five people into Balmain's best kept cupboard, a room so small the only type of M&Ms we can serve in here are mini. Drinking with me this week is Sophie Onethrust and semi-foreign Jimmy James. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, And before our employers blow up, and I know you are a listener, Colonel Sanders, our views said today are our own. It would not be uh, nice of me to have you at our house without giving you a beer. So, Soph, please let me uh, do that for you. And, Jim, yours as well. We are having Euro beers. This is Euro Lager. Yeah. Because that's your favourite. It's my favourite. I agree. Definitely. I'm having a lot of yeah, trouble. Yeah, with it. Oh, oh, oh good that one's frothed everywhere, everybody. Frothed Very exciting. Everywhere. Uh, how do you feel about Heineken? Um, I love Heineken. I love everything European at the moment because it's like a anti-Brexit stance. So any European beer or anything that's like continental Europe, I'm all for right, right now. And Soph, how are you vibing Heineken's? Dig it a lot. It's probably one of my favourite beers. Uh, I don't know if you saw in the fridge, but we do have Cooper's Red this week. Oh. Uh, a little tip to the hat to you because we were listening. Just uh, in saying that it was my uh, most favourite Cooper's. Cooper's. I'm aware of that. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> uh, the bottle opener that I used to poorly open those bottles of Heineken is a 1980s Year of the Tiger bottle opener, and it is beautiful. Um, welcome again, One Thrust. Great to have you back. What's been happening for you this week? This week... Uh, Starting with the last 20 minutes on the way here. <laughs> yeah, just had some crazy people um, coming to the back of my car while I stopped at lights for half a minute already. Wow. Um, don't know what they were doing, but they definitely weren't watching the road. Oh, so you, um, you'd, you'd stopped for like a significant seconds. period of time? Yeah. Oh, holy crap. Just about to come onto the Anzac Bridge. Boom. Um, and But they were really lovely and they're like, oh, my cousin owns a smash repair. Like, we'll sort you out. Just let's not do any of this on, online. Yeah. I own it, I'm officially, I'm like, mm. I'm happy with that. And um, your brain is unconsciously saying, please don't say any of this online, which is why you're saying <laughs> online. And here we are doing it. Yeah, anyway, um, the car's actually not too bad, so and I'm okay, and they're okay, so all's good. And all also, good. weirdly, a friend of yours just told you a story like a friend of mine just got hit in, in the back, back of the car. Yeah, I know. And then it happened to you. I know. A friend of mine recently won the lottery. Yes, Just letting <laughs> good. you know good. on the way home <laughs> from my house. I sincerely hope that happens to you. Uh, what happened on Saturday night? Uh, last night was house party for one of the girls on my team. Um, so we had a bit of a shindig there until about, actually, one o'clock in the morning again. Wow. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Mm. And again, I wouldn't have classified it as a big night. It was just like a chill, <laughs> chill drinks in the backyard and suddenly yep. it was one o'clock in the morning. Now, anything to kiss and tell? Uh, negative, no. Negative. Okay, um, well, you're either very uh, moral or you're, you're not pulling very well at the moment. <laughs> and Monday, we had our normal Monday meal meetups with the doctor and Uncle Tim and some others. Talk me through the theme that we had last Monday. It was the worst thing about my life. Yeah, worst thing about your life theme for dinner. People had to bring food in relation to that. There were a lot of sausages, (laughs) um, which was great. Anything else that you can remember from that? 
Uh, no, I think that the, the best one of the night was um, the cheesecake, which was made to replicate my roots. <laughs> and when she says roots, she doesn't mean like where she came from. She means her hair roots. Most of it was blonde and there was a small biscuit crumb. Um, did you get any feedback from your teammates about the pop? Did any of them listen to it? Uh, I don't think so, actually, no. Someone was asking me that the other day, um, so I don't think anyone did listen to it. Fair enough. And welcome, Jim, to the Stripe House. Thank you. Uh, I think this is the first time you've really seen the renovations in inverted commas that we did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I once threw up in this room. And so <laughs> I've got a very special connection with it. And I'm actually slightly disappointed to see that it's not in the same configuration yeah. as it was when I... I don't think it was a bedroom then when you threw up in it either, was it? I, don't I just think, think, think you were sleeping actually. in it. I, was, I just happened to be sleeping in it. That's quite right. It's quite uh, years ago. Great. And... You've just landed here from England. How's the jet lag going? Oh, fantastic. I've just been experimenting with drugs mm. uh, to deal with... <laughs> legal drugs, legal, legal drugs. drugs. I, got, I went to the chemist and they gave me these antihistamines because I was waking up at 2 o'clock in the I morning. I waking then. <laughs> waking, waking, <laughs> hello. Um, and I just thought... I asked them for the strongest non-prescription stuff they could give me. So I took them at 2 when I woke up. Woke up again at 5 and thought, I'm just not going to sleep. I had this little panic and I took mm. another 2... And then I woke up at one o'clock this afternoon and it's complete and I'll tell you, so the beer is now kicking in. I'm now starting to feel normal because I, drunk is normal. I can navigate with drunk. <laughs> Whereas the antihistamine haze was just, I didn't feel, I felt like another person. Like I wasn't actually in my own body. It right. was quite interesting. That's great. It was like a dissociated. No wonder people pay so much money for drugs. No, well, exactly. It was good stuff. Um, have you done anything interesting while you've been here? No. And do you, you don't do the touristy stuff much while you're here anymore, do you? Well, there isn't really any touristy stuff that I haven't already I've done because I used to live here, so yes. um, not really. So I've, I've hung out in Campsy Village quite yeah. a lot and I've had some nice fish and chips. New tourist destination, I'm new, sure. New, new tourist Wales. destination, absolutely. And um, I've hung out with some relatives and friends and caught up with people and got a lot of sleep. Now, I only bring it up because uh, Uncle Tim and I uh, and Spanny were having a victory sandwich the other day down at Circular Quay. And while we were down there eating our sandwiches, a seagull flew from the perfect um, dead zone behind Spanny where no one could possibly have seen it and then kamikazed his sandwich. And I don't mean like picked it up with one of his talons and scooted it off with it to eat. I mean, he ran dead into it so it would explode so that all of his friends could then swoop in and eat the rest of it. And Spanny was obviously devastated because the victory sandwich. Oh, yeah, he was thinking about the rest of the team. But but Uncle Tim and Spanny, to their credit, um, wouldn't let any seagull come and eat it through principle. They were doing big kind of karate chops all around it trying to stop any uh, seagull. Again, teamwork. Yeah. yeah. So it galvanised those two idiots into um, looking like robots. Jim, who's your sports best friend? My what? Sports best friend. My sports best friend. You have to talk me through what that means. Well, a sport I... that you would say is closest to you. Oh, like I hate all sports, so right. that's going to be a tricky one for Excellent me. Excellent guest. Uh, does chess count as a sport? It, it certainly know. does for the sake of this question. Actually, no, actually, that card game that you taught me called Shithead, Shithead. that mm. would be one. I mean, I'd definitely mm -hmm. go with that. If that's a sport, does that and count? You are, it does, yeah. and you okay. are excellent at Shithead. Yep, great. Uh, Tell us, about, tell us about the game and in life. Tell us about rugby, your experiences with Rugby Union, though. Oh, Rugby Union. Now, I don't even know, actually, what the difference between Rugby Union and League is, particularly, <laughs> mm -hmm. except I've got... Rugby Union is posh boys. Yeah. Uh, and Rugby League is non-posh boys. Mm -hmm. That's one part of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so my <laughs> earliest experience of rugby of any kind was when they tried to make me play it at school. 
and I used to sit down in the middle of the field with my arms folded and refuse to move. Wow. Uh, and then they threatened me with detention. And then eventually after three threats, they'd be like, right, Nielsen, you're on detention. I'd be like, result. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd go and read some nerdy book on detention. And right. that was my way of getting out of uh, rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, I remember in 1977, uh, we all were asked in our little class in 1-2-B at Roseville Infant School, where I was uh, being educated, uh, we were all asked to support either St George Dragons or Parramatta Eels. Who I'm going to stop you there. Final. I know this story. This isn't rugby union. I'm going to bring oh, this shit. into rugby no, league in just no, a moment. Sorry, it's rugby league. Tell me sorry, about 2003. Tell me about 2003. 2003 oh, yeah, you were having yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah. No, was that here. was rugby union. I was visiting from the UK in 2003 for the Rugby World Cup uh, final, mm-hmm. and it was the big final where the final kick from Johnny Wilkinson mm. secured the title for the England mm. um, Lions. Are they called? Or no, they're not. But that's no? okay. Okay, right, fine, whatever. <laughs> England, um, England, England, England. <laughs> Um, and my friends took me out for dinner, and it was explicitly anti-rugby dinner because they knew that I didn't give a shit about rugby. Mm-hmm. So we went out for this dinner, and all the waiters were English, and they were all watching the game behind that little sort of serving mm-hmm. area. So suddenly the whole thing, the whole place got infected with the rugby spirit, <laughs> even though they'd actually advertised the restaurant that night was, come here if you don't want to watch rugby. Right. But um, So eventually it just the, the waiters turned the dais around, the whole restaurant was just watching the game. and we just You crossed decided, your arms, sat in the middle of the restaurant, and wouldn't let anyone <laughs> yeah. do it. Well, I thought of that, but then I thought, actually, um, my, my friends were paying for dinner for me. And I thought, mm. like, being a sulky little shit was probably not the way to go. No. Um, but then I just said, I just made this huge social mistake because I just piped up and said, look, of course, no one else at the table is. I'll just go for England because I happen to live there. And then there was this whole like, like thing and it was just like a complete... And then when they, when they won, and these very close friends of mine, we drove home in a stony silence... <laughs> And I didn't speak to them for another like twenty four hours, and they didn't speak to me. And mm. it was it was a good good lesson for me actually, because I, I didn't realise how dedicated people are and how tribal people yeah. actually get about rugby union. Because you were too busy in the uh, dead said would not fix you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we got over it. We, we we healed the wounds, and it took several days. Mm. Right. Um, but it was a really they really still pay for dinner. Oh, they still pay for dinner. Well, yeah. there you go. <laughs> and now moving on to a much better game, rugby league. You were just about to regale us with a story from 1977. Yeah, well, I was alive in 1977. <laughs> um, and yeah, in one two B, Mrs. Bolton's class, we were all asked to support either St George Dragons or Parramatta Eels in the grand final. Uh, and we all had, we had a chart on the door in the the schoolroom, and you you put a red and white sticker for St George and a blue and yellow for Parramatta. Is there betting going on as well? Or just... There was a little bit of behind the scenes betting with Smarties and um, Minties and no. things, right. things like that. But, Two to um, one, things like that. I was a bit of a pure boy, so I didn't get involved in that. I just sort of stood back and let yeah. that, that happen. It's a bit of the dark side. Now, this story leads to the who wins. So if you want to um, have a punt, who... We're going to have a sandwich bet. St George, Parramatta. I'm yeah. going to have a sandwich bet when you know the result. Well, you're picking one. Um, oh, I should, what, you was at 77? 77. I'm going to go St George one. Well, that's a shame. Did Parramatta? Well, actually, no. that's not the whole story because oh. there was initially, there was a nine-all draw uh, and they had to have a replay. So <laughs> uh, now, I don't actually remember this. I read this off Wikipedia the other night when Great. I was uh, trying you to... You did research, you mean, yeah. Because I initially thought this was 1976, yeah. so I got it a year wrong. But I still think... I mean, my memory was still good, so I got the details right. Yep. And then they had a replay and, like, the Saints thrashed... The Dragons thrashed the Eels. Oh, good. This is James showing off, nil, by the way. Right? Um, so it was, it was like they wiped the floor. So I was on the winning side. My, I, I went for St George because my mum trained in midwifery at St George Hospital in mm. South oh, there you go. Sydney. So that's why I picked uh, St George to go for. So that, that's a treasured rugby league memory for me. And your accent has a slight English vibe to it. 
You, you do. A, I'm not actually asking you. I'm telling you. But you were born <laughs> right. and raised. You were born and raised in New South Wales. I was born on the North Shore of uh, Sydney, Hornsby Hospital. Yeah, that's, that's right. a lot of details. Um, but um, my dad went for the North Sydney Bears uh, oh. because he was a big rugby league um, fan. Okay. And even though I hated the game and uh, and everything it stood for, uh, I was <laughs> the North Sydney Bears was kind of where I started my rugby um, persona. Okay. If to the extent I have one. Now I'm sure you're aware that New South Wales is just about to play Queensland in the State of Origin. As an oh, avid. really? Yeah. No, I wasn't. Aware. <laughs> okay, right. But I am now. As a, well, you and I are going to watch it um, with Parge, the biggest father, uh, later this week. And you're a New South Wales oh person. God, so. I didn't know about oh, this. Oh, this could lead badly, Charlie. You might be, you might be having some very really awkward gonna... conversations. Do I have to watch the, the whole game? <laughs> well, we'll get you through most of it. Oh, anyway, okay. Queensland has made some very crazy selections. Have you heard about this, Soph? Uh, I've, I've no, I've known new people in there, but mm. um, I, I was watching the footy show this morning, actually randomly, not because of this. Um, and they were saying, "Could have let us know that you definitely <laughs> weren't doing any research. You were just, yeah, okay, great." Just happened to come on. Yeah, I actually almost just turned it off for the sake of not doing research. Um, but uh, the on the they were saying the betting is going towards Queensland, but logically it should be New South Wales right. because of the choices they've made. Thurston and Boyd have been ruled out at a injury. Oh well, Thurston was already out. Yeah, yeah. and Boyd broke a finger, and they brought in Munster and Hunt. Now that's Munster's only weird. A young one. Munster's a really young one who's playing for Brisbane, yeah, and Hunt was playing reserve grade the other day. Mm. It's not only is it weird who they brought in, but the fact that they didn't bring in DCA, DCE is the real weirdness. Yeah, I did see that the other day, actually, yeah. Now, Jim, I can see that you don't understand. No, I'm nodding Queensland, sagely, like this is all... I've, got, you know, I've, I've, I've translated this. it for you. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Queensland is a restaurant, and the sommelier is having some difficulties. The red wine, which is matched perfectly to their signature dish, is unavailable which is a tragedy for their business. They've also sold out of the reasonably well-selling aperitif. Now, what Queensland seemed to have done is moved the lighter red, which was already working with the bench duck, onto the signature dish. Stay with me. Which means, <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Which means they still need two more drinks. Right. You love booze. You understand this. I do, yeah. They bought in a young rosé from a vineyard that they know and trust, but they haven't yet tried that wine. Right. Mm. Which might be an issue. Moreover, and much weirder than that, they've brought in a kind of middle-of-the-range Chardonnay, which they've never tried, but they knew was in a bargain bin just the other week. Is it oaked? It wasn't, <laughs> right. which I think is might be a bad thing. Risky, so, risky. So there's there's a very good chance this is And got them without the one with the cherry overtones. And that's what I was going to Well played. <laughs> you've, you've got an excellent pun there. All the while, there's a Northern Beaches long neck ready to step up to do the job. Cherry tones is an excellent um, way to put it. Anyway, the New South Wales menu and wine list have remained unchanged. And the um, the fact is that this is the first time they've had an unnamed team, unchanged team since 1996, would you believe? New South Wales kept the same team mm. for the first time since 1996. And in the 1996 series, Queensland named three different 5.8s just like this year, which is super spooky. Even more spooky scary is that uh, for Queensland is that we won that series 3-0. So all these omens show that the gods of rugby league seem to be with us. Um, what's doing with your sports super best friend, Soph? Uh, well, you came down and watched the other day, uh, yesterday, to see us get beaten, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but close-ish game. If we could have conceded the goals, I reckon it That's would have been a That's a close very... game, was it? Well, Remind look, me of the score. It was 42-11 in 42-11, right. Sounds, I know it sounds terrible, but I think that in terms of actually the way we looked at the... If you looked at the... 
different quarters. Mm. I don't think that that reflects the score. And I think we had a lot of ball in the forward line that we just couldn't concede. Um, we couldn't get a goal out of. And I think if we had gotten a goal, I think we would have really rattled them because yeah. they're, they're used to winning like 100, and, 100 to nil. Right. So, Jim, we're now talking about a different sport. I'm just saying, you know, we're uh, now talking AFL. about Australian I knew that. Football. Yeah. Okay, I'm just being sure. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I would have really liked that game if I really liked AFL. I yep. thought it was a really good, like it was a high quality game of AFL. Oh, good to know. Um, it's yeah. a very scrappy game. Oh, yeah, I think that's It's like also, soccer with hands. Well, also the team we were playing um, did have a lot of girls who were just soccering the ball, which isn't shouldn't really happen. They really. Right. I always think in women's AFL there needs to be some sort of rule against it. Like obviously there's times if you're running at a ball you should be able to kick it. Mm. If it's a better option you can see someone up there. But if you're just literally just socking the ball for the sake of it, I think it takes away from the actual purpose of the game. Yeah. Um, are women as violent when they're playing football as men are? Well, look, the hits probably. Are, I think that we don't have as many people that are as used to hitting people growing up all their lives. Right. So not all the hits are as hard. But I think okay. that, yes, definitely there's... But will women like go as far as like you know, digital rape, you know what they do in rugby oh, league? Oh, Jesus. Like... Um, I would never say no. <laughs> I think... <laughs> oh, okay, no, fair enough. Yeah, no, you've got to know what you're basically Are you talking about like a hopawate? Yeah, he is. Look, I've not heard of it. Right. I've not heard of it. Um, okay. I think you'd have more girls sign up maybe if it happened more often. <laughs> well, that be... <laughs> that's why a lot of the boys do it, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. Mm. I don't know of any hot I think Sophie's now lost in a world. Yeah. Of the... uh, I oh, thought... Okay, so I got off track there, sorry. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I took some notes while watching. Number 11 is an absolute tree. Uh, she wasn't knocked over once. She, 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 she's she one of the best players on the team, yeah. Yeah, right. She was a gun. And a lot of people tried to chop at her, but she stayed up. 16, put a few shots on, which are great. And as I was saying you at the game, 19, put an absolute pearl or an absolute... Laid someone out just at the end of the game. That was she's great. A, um, she's an ex... Like, could have been an Olympic sprinter right. for one, so she's super speedy. Um, but she's also an ex-crossfitter, so got guns of steel. Yeah. And and she doesn't have any fear of getting involved and putting on a good tackle. Um, she actually got player of the match yesterday. You've answered my questions. Yeah. Great. You were the only person, by the way, to take two marks, which also then led to a mark. Are you aware of that? Oh, ouch. Oh, you mean I, I gave back back to my team? So you took a mark and they blew the whistle and then you kicked the ball and then there was another mark for your team. I thought you meant because like, in, in the first quarter I also kicked the opposition once. Yeah, that's, um, that happened. <laughs> I'm not counting that one. Um, yeah, no, uh, that's that's good. I think that all our kicks were a little bit off yesterday because there was a bit of a wind out there. Not to, right. not to blame the tools. No, um, because Manly took a lot of... A lot of marks. I think that there was though. I think there was a lot of times where we were kicking back to the opposition rather than kicking to our own player, which would I agree. be usual. Is that um, tools? Is that like what you call your teammates? Is that <laughs> <laughs> only some of them? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but no. I think um, I think that we, that wasn't our. It definitely wasn't our best game. On yeah. our best game, we could have beaten them. I your think. first quarter. I mean, you guys are quite similar in terms of talent, but they just kept converting opportunities and then. Yeah. And then the second quarter, they were all over you position-wise. You couldn't get out of that goal circle for most of it. You, were, you guys oh, were yeah. kicking it out and it was just stuck in stuck there. Stuck in there, yeah. There was a great call at one stage that said, look short, Soph, which made me laugh for a good three or four minutes because <laughs> you are about less than a metre tall as it is and then someone said to look short. Thought they were I'm piss. already looking short without yeah. meaning to. Couldn't shorter. Uh, only thing I would change about the whole thing is that you've got to serve food. Oh, yeah. I was hanging for a Sanger the whole time. I left Sangerless. Um, sometimes they get the they do open the canteen, but very rarely. They used to also have a grandstand bar up the top, which is amazing because you go yeah. get beer from the top, mm. food, sanger, beer, over the whole University Oval. Actually, I would have been there all afternoon. One of my best afternoon. moments of University Oval number one. So the same thing. You literally have the best view of the whole oval when you're on that grandstand. Right. 
one year, 150th game for one of our players, we decided we should do a nudie run across Oval number one. It would be the apt thing to do. And halfway across the Oval, where everybody else who'd done the nudie run had decided to take their clothes with them, except for me, would be like, woo! Halfway across the Oval, someone's like, function! It was like slow motion. And this entire pile of people oh, no. on the other side of the glass <laughs> with the floodlights <laughs> on the field. Um, yeah, and then, so, yeah, so... You, uh, yeah. you organised a nudie run at a place and didn't check if anyone was already at that place, is that...? Well, you couldn't tell from one side of the field. Anyway, uh, the functions yeah. there no longer exist potentially because of the nudie run, yeah. I'm not sure. If you want to do exhibitions, <laughs> do it properly. I mean, yeah. That's true. Get some floodlights involved, mm. yeah. Now, in the second game, I know in the first game there's no biff. Any second game, in the, any second game have any biff? No, no, they, they mm. flogged them in the second game. Actually, there was a specky in the second game, though. Oh, right. So one of the girls had their 100th game yesterday. I saw that on uh, um, social media. Yep, yeah, and she, I was like 10 minutes left to go with their game. They were smashing like 77 nil or something like that. The Bombers were smashing them. Yep, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go home and have a shower. I'm freezing cold. Mm. I'll see them later. And when I left, she did a specky on someone's shoulders, mark of the season, and then got a goal on it, like on the siren in the 100th game, and I missed both those things. Aww. Shame. Well, anyway. that's, that teaches you for leaving. And you said the player of the game was number 19. Yesterday in our team, yeah. And what's her name? Charlotte. Oh, congratulations, Charlotte. You earned it. Um, and can where you does just that... explain what a mark is? Like, is that mark when you, you catch the, the ball. rip someone's shorts off or, or something? Is that so spec is when you, when you get up you get up high and you have hang time on someone. Right, okay. Um, but just a normal mark is basically they reward you for catching a ball <laughs> if it's over right. 15 metres. Okay. Yeah. Right. And the first person to do that was named Mark. Right. Where does, where does <laughs> that leave you on the ladder? We're number six at the moment, which is a bit of a vital position to get But it's the still the top six? Yep, still the top six. Yeah, great. Well, speaking of uh, not being at the bottom of the ladder, Tigers pulled themselves off the bottom of the ladder last week and there's a lot of table movement happening at the moment, which leads me to talk about, did you see this um, money bags controversy that's been happening in the yeah. media? Jim, the integrity unit at the NRL is under a... I'm reading it to you. Uh-huh. Is under a cloud with players from several clubs being investigated for taking secret benefits of cash payments in a likely breach of the salary cap rules. The Manly Seagulls. Is, 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 is it actually that they're throwing games? Or they're just no, taking... No, 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 no. Okay. It comes to that home. The Manly Seagulls. Boo. Boo. Thank you, yes. thank you. Are suspected for breaching the salary cap via secret payments to at least one player in previous seasons. And this is starting to sound pretty wishy-washy if you ask in me. In fairness, though, I've heard about this happening quite a bit. Like, I, I was um, reading about this uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, so no of... research for this show again. Good. I'm glad you're clarifying. Good. <laughs> okay, yeah. about this a few years ago. Years ago. <laughs> I didn't even know about this show. Yeah. Um, the, no, the, they were saying that often players will get benefits such as, hey, there's a mate's place being sold down the road. I could get it for you for a really cheap price. Right, right. Um, but not really. You know what I mean? So I think that it's been going on for quite a few years to get around the salary cap issues. It is what? understood manly and salary not cap the... Is, what is a salary cap? So like, why have it? Certain amount of teams, certain amount of money, because otherwise if you're really rich for manly, for example, you could just buy all the best teams and you just win every year. All the best players. Okay, right. Okay. So try to have a level playing field. It is understood that Manly are not the only club under scrutiny with the past behaviours of several club, other clubs coming and attracting a police attention. So this is the interesting thing. It's not actually a thing driven by the NRL. It's driven currently by the police. Criminal, yeah. In revelations that pose a significant challenge to the NRL chief executive, Todd Greenberg, 
It is understood that the New South Wales Organised Crime Squad have gathered evidence suggesting secret salary top-up payments have been made to other players for several clubs. The information has emerged during an investigation to match fixing allegations. Okay. And but are they dumb enough just to do it in cash? Or do they do it like in blind trusts or expense accounts? Or You think cash is dumb? Yeah, well, if you're going to breach a salary cap, you just give someone cash. It's a bit too obvious, isn't it? I mean, you sort of disguise well, really, it. It's, in it's, it's easy to hide. Yeah. If you have no. any kind of paper trail, if someone has an account that you can see money going in, isn't that more? Well, it'll show up in an account. I mean, if you actually like have proper accounts, whereas if you try and disguise it as expenses or fringe benefits mm. or you know mm. um, entertainment allowances or you know, right, entertainment that's much more you know sophisticated. So you can actually, in accounting terms, describe it as different things. And if any of those criminals out there are listening, James. Can oh, obviously help you with this. Okay, no, so he is a consultant. At very reasonable rates. So I'm a qualified lawyer. I mean, just just give me a call. Nine seven eight nine five six one zero. It's not your real number, is it? I, I, I know, specials I, I, on. You see. win. No, you no win, no pay. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. do all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An NRL insider told a particular news thing that I'm not going to read because I don't care. Told those people, um, told detectives have not found any evidence of organised conspiracies involving players deliberately losing games. Well, but, so disorganised conspiracies. <laughs> but detectives have information about intelligence being leaked by club insiders to punters and hidden player payments for breach of salary cap rules. So what that might mean is you would say, we are going to kick off and I will definitely take the kickoff. So put an enormous amount of money on the fact that I will take the kickoff because the coach has told me. I will take okay, that. So some bizarre dealing, little thing yeah, that you right. can know early is yeah. what's. Or well, you leaked. know that you're going to be off for the. Someone's yes. going to be off for the second half. Yeah. They're going to have a break in this time. Yeah. So or I'll play the whole game today. Yeah. Or, yeah. You can get arrested for that. It's just inside dealing, right? It's 100 yeah, percent arrestable. Inside dealing. Yeah. And yeah. also, okay. it's just against the, the idea of the sport. That's yes. the biggest thing. It's like this, sports so for a reason. You're passionate about a sport. Yes. You go in there to win as a team. That's just bullshit. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's the biggest problem with. I don't like gamblers being around it, but. That kind of stuff really worries me. I, watch, I read a great book called Eight Men Out um, about the White Sox fixing a World Series back oh, in the yeah. day. And the, the whole thing is about the, how easily gamblers and, and underworld can get in contact with players and then mm. easily make money for everybody. And that scares me from a fundamental sport doesn't... Well, isn't that that thing about... Is that works. the White Sox thing? Is that the one, like, say it ain't so, Joe? Yeah, is that that's that? exactly Yeah, it. and, like, so you think... That, and it's true that there's, like, it's, it's a depression year, wasn't it, or something yep. like that, and there's, like, this little kid, he's, like, like looking up to the White Sox as he's kind of, like, hope, and then, you know, they throw the game, and it just takes away the whole idea of fairness and okay, equity but, that... I mean, can I just challenge that for a minute? Because, you mm-hmm. know, as a child, like, sitting down in the middle of the rugby field with my arms crossed, <laughs> and people like, appeal to me from a sense of sportsmanship, you know, it's all about the game, it's but all you about... You weren't, you weren't and I was like, no way, you know. And I, I, you weren't saying I'm really trying. No, I wasn't. I'm going to help true, you out, and then was, not really. No, no, true. But you know, the, the the point of view of like I despise this sport, and so mm. I'm not like playing in it. I actually starting to feel a bit of warmth towards people who are twisting and manipulating <laughs> things and turning because it, it, it like feeds into my like contempt for organised sport generally. So and this so leads just, me to telling everyone this is the last time James will be on this show. Because <laughs> well, I was told that actually before like... I even started talking. So <laughs> that yeah, was, that's quite rigged. That's yeah, we're talking about. Ricky that's inside right? of betting. That's inside yeah, of betting. No sandwich bet on that. The start, and I was already told. That, that was, was Uncle be Tim. Uncle Tim predicting that yeah, because yeah. you live in England. Anyway. Yeah, I think mean, it's just... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not impressed by I'm it. sincerely I, I hope... Outrageous. I sincerely um, hope all of this comes to a good end and the NRL survives and that James is okay. It's not looking good so far from my point no, of view. No, and that it has nothing to do with the mighty West Tigers. So, with no West Tigers game this week, I was asked... I asked the Twitter sphere... Um, which game I should review. The votes were tallied by Anthony Green, and although two came out with 30% each, 
Eden Monaro voted for Roosters and Rabbits, so that's obviously who won. Oh, they're a marginal seed, aren't they? Megan they are. Monaro. And every time... I don't know if it was the last... That, I don't know if it's the last um, election as well, but every other election before that, if Eden Monaro swang, then that's what would happen. So that's the link Absolutely, I was trying yeah, to make yeah. there. Okay. Uh, please feel free, either of you, to jump in with your own insights and questions, although you're doing that freely already. Roosters and Rabbits. The Roosters won 14 to 12. However, I think the scoreline flatters the Rabbits. Um... Sophie, did you watch this game? Yeah, right? unfortunately, because I went for the freaking rabbits against you. Oh. Do they use Chinese star signs for these, like roosters <laughs> and rabbits? Is, it, is that where they come from? I no, they don't. I it was Just invented asking, in right? 1908. When was the Chinese? I'm sure it was a long. It's a bit that. older than 1908. Well, you do wonder though, because like I mean, rabbits aren't exactly a fearsome creature. Like when you go like they got... can be. Have you seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? <laughs> <laughs> There's that rabbit. That, yeah. Like, jumps. Actually, Donnie Darko too. Yeah, yeah, Donnie yeah, Darko. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I apologise. They. Um, Zodiac. Chinese Zodiac says here 1908. That can't be right. But the Chinese Shut Zodiac up. That's not actually a real thing. Right. Uncle Tim's trying to tell me the Chinese Zodiac was 1908. That can't be. China's that way too old. That can't be true. That just can't be true. Okay, great. Well, that's what... Is that like oh, a monkey was in 1908. Wikipedia or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on. The... Tell us another year that another, another animal was in. I don't think that's important. <laughs> <laughs> Snap! Uh, anyway, it has... 1917, give it to us, Tim. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> the, re- the red... The red fan used to have a dude ro- walking around shouting um, if someone wanted to buy rabbit or uh... rabbits on the back of a trolley and he would shout rabbitos. <laughs> Rabbitos, rabbitos, and so right, they right, became okay. connected to them. Could you like Cheerios, but just <laughs> rabbit form? <laughs> yes. Scrolling through social media during the game, fans were complaining on both sides about refereeing, and so as um, Kevin Rudd would say, if both sides are complaining, then we've got the balance right. I'm not sure that is correct in this instance, though, Ruddy. Oh. Rabbitoh rhymes with Russell Crowe as well, so has that got it something does. to do with... He owns them. He owns them. See, owns I knew them. that, actually. I don't know where, how I knew that, but I did. Flexing... Some yeah. real knowledge. I spent there. four minutes on Wikipedia in preparation for this. It's <laughs> more than Sophie's done the entire time for minutes. I'm actually just pretending. I'm really researching <laughs> up until midnight every night. <laughs> First of all, uh, James, this is the biggest rivalry in Sydney NRL, by the way, the Rabbits what and the Roosters. It's oh, okay, Eastern right. Suburbs versus South Sydney, and they, they right. touch each other. Not in that kind of hopper whitey way you were talking before. No, and I'm they scheduled it during Origin. Yeah. <laughs> which, which means that the best players from each club are out. And just like you were saying last week, once one thrust. After having the Knights in the mining round playing the Tigers mm. with the same colours, why are we scheduling these t- this great rivalry during this period? Can I just ask what the thrust thing is in your name? Like, is it like, um, <laughs> something I should know? You can ask. Um, okay. I will not tell online. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that might be fair after enough. the thing. Okay. Uh, Cutting a- room floor for that, sorry. Um, anyway, I'm really impressed by the Roosters' defence generally this year. They've showed that again in this game. Jake Friend, the hooker for the Roosters. No, not the kind of hooker, James. Is really good. He is oh, an absolute. He's an absolute. So unfair. <laughs> he is an absolute rep player who doesn't um, ever get to play rep football. His defence, his kicks, his kick chase were all excellent for eighty minutes, and he was my man of the match. Rabbits were so are so inconsistent at the moment. They put mm. forty odd on Penrith last week, but just struggled to match to make any kind of impact in this game. They wasted a bunch of great opportunities no, late in the feel, game. Actually. I was only yeah, was that. Nothing. I was only watching. I was watching on like score updates, not actually uh-huh. watching proper television. Um, but they they came back massively in the second half, right? No, I don't think they. I don't think anyone ever really came back massively. I thought, that, I, thought close. Was, I thought rabbits were pretty far down at one stage because I remember okay. looking at it going, oh, "I'm definitely losing that sandwich bet." And then I don't remember now. No, I watched no. the entire game. I don't remember how that happened. Um, I've put a line through the rabbits so um, for most for the rest of this year. I don't think mm. they can do any better. 
what I read this week came from the text line, not from Twitter. Big Cat, Fat Mike's work wife and longtime Rabbits fan, wrote to me, it was a really close game statistically. She, yeah, she's a Rabbits fan. It was a really close game statistically. Everything was really close. Possession, tackles, completions. In fact, we had three times as many offloads, which is not general for Rabbit, I think. She's done more research than you did in one text mm. message. On paper, we should have won that oh, game. Oh, she just talks the talk and doesn't know what she's talking about as well. <laughs> but we didn't put in enough pressure on the Roosters in the first half and made lots of errors that cost us. Not blaming Sam Burgess for the loss. How many Burgesses are currently playing for... Um, I think they've signed they're, three. They're still There's three. only two, I think, who played this game. Right. Not blaming Sam Burgess for the loss, but that hand in the ruck in the first half cost us two points, and I don't know if you saw That's the score like line. Not racist, but mm. really was Sam Burgess. She then said if Greg Inglis were there, he would have come on and kicked a field goal at the end to save the day. Now, that's a joke because South were once down by two, you get one point if you kick a field goal, and he did that once, so they only lost by one. Mm. <coughs> Good one, like I'm, I'm brains, getting a bit lost here, sorry. I mean, there's all this talk about offloads and cum and stuff, and I'm just not knowing where this is going. Like, what are we actually talking about? Football still. Right. We might come to that a bit later, Jim. Okay. Might come to that a bit later. Mm. And yeah, yeah, from... That's well, my point. I mean, we keep saying these things, and I, I don't know... Is this um, a lot of sexual entendre, like double entendre mm. here? Or... No, it's not coming from me. He was the one who was saying it. There's balls, there's... Well, technically cut. that was uh, Big yeah. Cat. And from BK, who was a Roosters fan, only because she used to speak to Minnie a lot, uh, to Anthony Minocello a lot through junior rugby and once promised him if they won the grand final that she'd then go for them forever, they oh, won the grand final and he so. called her the next day to make sure that she was now going to be a Roosters fan. Anyway, Roosters v South, the battle of the bad moustaches and haircuts. Apparently, it's some sort of big game, but I can't get past number 11 for his South's hair. And it was a terrible mullet. I'm not sure. Oh, you wouldn't have seen it because you're on your phone. Mm. Roosters. Uh, have mullets come back in? No, which is why it was so oh, right. okay. weird right. that he had one. Right. Well, I don't think they have. Roosters started strong, but They South's... might be about to come back in. He's trendsetter. Yeah, maybe he's... Uh... <laughs> he's of his times, that boy. Number 11. Roosters started strong, but South had a majority of the attacking opportunities. Perhaps it was the hair that got them... Uh, their way, but or the fact that they didn't have all the Burgess brothers playing. The start of the second half was approximately 100 per- penalties on the Roosters' try line, which was tough to watch, and that sneaky Robbie Farrell finally got through for South's first try. Oh, Roberto, we miss you. Roosters picked themselves up, and Aiden Guerra scored a try to attempt to make up for his numerous errors, but it was all Jake Friend. He was the star of the show. Roosters win by two, which was amazing because that was the margin I had tipped them, she said. Boom. A lot of research from both those ladies. They sound like they know exactly what they're doing. They're vying for my spot. Nah. <laughs> is that so? Can you just repeat that? You're, they're is vying it, for what? My spot. Oh right. Okay. Doing extra On the research. chair. Okay. Right. 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 Next week. You work for this much money. I work for this much. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Next week, the mighty West. Of your spot if people are vying for it. <laughs> I, I think. Of that seat. Yeah. Next week, the mighty West Tigers play Manly in Lotto Land. Oh. Lotto, Lotto Land, Land is the most ridiculous thing in the world. What is Lotto Land? Lotto Land. Lotto Land is the name that Manly sold out to Oof. over over Brookvale Oval. So Brookvale Oval was their home like, ground, home like like Leichhardt Oval kind of thing. It'd be like us right, right. calling Leichhardt Oval Medibank Oval. Oh, okay, right. So Do you know what Lotto corporate... Land is though as a company? No. Tax. It is. It's actually a lotto,ry right? Yeah, no, is but you lotto, bet on lottery. Yeah. When you, you put bet yeah. on the crosses in the boxes and you win. No, that's, that's no, no. Kino. <laughs> <laughs> this is there's lotteries like lotto. that happen all over the world, and you bet which one will get. Oh, it's a lottery of lotteries. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, but you bet on lottery, so you get to choose. Like right. New York lottery will will jackpot or will or will get claimed okay. this week. It's so bizarre. It's betting on betting. 
I can only hope that Manly turns up sleepy and feeling like they've already won it, and we do one of those classic ambush games. Because looking at our stats, Manly lead us in every positive stat, and we lead them in every negative stat. I think we mostly lead every team in the league in most negative stats, no. don't we? Uh, a lot of them, yeah. Okay, okay. Why do you hate Manly so much? Because uh, Manly. Tales. Because that, it's good, it's good that money thing. Because um, <laughs> I was born on the North Shore, so I feel slightly defensive it's of right. Manly. And I, I'm, I'm we won't hold that against Bears. you. And did North Sydney Bears still exist? Not anymore. They feed into Manly. Well, actually, Manly's probably my closest thing then, so yeah. I feel a little bit protective on This them. is James's last time on the show. <laughs> well, I already knew that, so I've got nothing to lose. I might as well keep talking. <laughs> it's like one of those things you say, like, you know, there's not, like, not many certains in life, like, you know, that um, you have to pay tax, you have to die, and everyone hates Manly that isn't yeah. a Manly supporter. Yeah. Really? I thought you were going to say James would never be part of another episode of Sports <laughs> Westerns. That's more so. So the thing yeah. is, they invented the salary cap for, for teams like Manly that would, yeah. would see great and players and then Oh, so they were just them. The all, the, all the rich on. teams. It's like also okay. like um, Collingwood wasn't it? Wasn't there a similar thing with Collingwood in um, possibly in AFL? Mm. I think so. Although they also say with Collingwood that like everyone in Collingwood's had a family member die just shortly after saying, "Hey, watch this. It's going to be good." <laughs> like have you never heard that? No. Apparently, they're really like they've got it's a, a bit of a attack Darwin at their intelligence. Kind of um, ah. issue, but yeah, I think they've also got a lot of money thrown into that club. Are there any other teams that are just like hated for, for yeah. different reasons? Yeah. Collingwood? I mean, uh, um, are the new teams no, that other like, team still around? Uh, Canterbury's not exactly well liked. Oh no, what's that other one that I feel that everybody hates, that they keep winning grand finals and everybody hates them? Essendon? Or, it, no, no, no. Grand finals. The one that beat us? Oh, which, uh, Hawk oh thanks. Hawks, yeah. I don't hate the Hawks. Oh, I do. Maybe yeah, I just thought there was everybody there. Okay. Um, I'm sorry I'd keep asking Brisbane. all these questions, so no, I just no. don't know anything about Brisbane Broncos, about. I would say, would also be a universally hated team, but... I right. think it's because they came in and they won a few in a row. Yeah. Because they had, like, all... The, yeah, they... Same with Manly. Okay. I'm only asking, I'm just into bitterness and hatred generally, so mm. if there's anything I can tap into in the in this... Well, you'll be going area. for Queensland then, on Wednesday, yeah, probably. Right. Okay. So... This will, because of those stats, I'm going to go back to the Tigers thing, pulling you guys back in the line. So, our win that week will be the biggest upset of the year. And I checked the, uh, I checked what we were paying, um, and we are paying just over five dollars. Can I put in a, I'll put a sandwich bit on right now. I reckon we're, oh, we're getting to that. Just oh, 10 seconds. Oh, oh, oh. We're, so we're going to pay five dollars. So, bet big, win big, gamble responsibly. Five dollars <laughs> on that. Oof. Sandwich bets. Here we are, Sophie. Good news. Uh, a sandwich bet is when you put up a proposition and then as many people as you like um, can counter that proposition and anyone who was right gets a sandwich and anyone who's wrong uh, owes that person a sandwich. For example, James, I could say that you will be back on Sports Best Friends again. You could say, no, I won't. I bet you a sandwich bet I won't. i told that I'm already banned. <laughs> it would be a so... terrible bet, I agree. Inside trading. So, yeah. so when you then do come back on another episode, you would have to buy me a sandwich and anybody else who also took that bet would have to buy me a sandwich or make me a sandwich because it's a victory sandwich. For example, last week, Sophie and I had a sandwich bet over NRL tipping. And AFL tipping. And AFL tipping. AFL tipping hasn't come, come finalised yet. I thought our only tipping differences were the manly... Um, no, Panthers I games. S- I went for Souths. I think I also went for Souths. Oh, did you? I think so. Oh, I'll have okay. to double check. So I think the only one that was different was Manly and Penrith. You picked Penrith, I picked Manly, so it means I've lost that sandwich bet. <gasps> I need a sandwich. <gasps> now, you just Is put... there any sandwich you want? Like, can you just pick it's a victory one? sandwich, yeah. yeah so right. any so double want. multi-decker cheese, yeah. something. Yeah, okay, great. Um, did you have... What were you just about to suggest? I was going to suggest that I will sandwich bet you that the Tigers will be up... And then lose in the last 15 minutes. You want a first half 
No, 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 I'm not going half time, full time. I'm just saying oh. they'll be up, they'll be looking good, they'll get some early tries on. 15 this is minutes too wishy washy. Up looking good. Do you mean at one stage we'll be leading, but we won't we'll win the lead, game? We'll be leading, but we won't win the game. Yes. I'll take that same shot. I'm here shaking hands, uh, listeners. I'm also going to bet, I also wanted to put to you, Sophie, that we convert more kicks than we miss in that game. Uh, oh. I think that that's generally the case. Oh, then I'll take the other way around. I reckon we'll miss more kicks than we... All right, done. You're on. We're shaking again. Jim, you said that you know nothing about Stave Origin. New South Wales is playing Queensland on Wednesday. Which one do you think will win? It's pretty much 50-50, so you can't... If Queensland is where the hatred is, I'll go for Queensland. Great. And we're shaking hands. We're sandwich betting on that. Uh, did you have any other ones, Soph? Uh, negative. Okay. So, like all good loaves of garlic bread, we've come to the end Thank crusty, you. Crusty, crusty end. <laughs> yeah. Thank, I'm waiting for you to jump in with something. I've enjoyed my swan song on this program. Um, He's now sitting in the middle of the room, outset. folding his arms and refusing to talk to anybody. <laughs> There's an animal trying to break into this room as yeah. we speak. Gussie round I'm face. supporting that because I think we need to shake this thing up because I think it's corrupt. We need, the, uh, we need a team which is the Gussie round face. And, <laughs> you know, I'm, I feel like a victim. And with that, I thank you for coming on and being our first semi-foreigner guest. Uh, thanks also to all the people who sat through all the uh, episodes that we've had so far. Thanks, Mrs. One Thrust. And next week, I'm hoping to have Fat Mike come on and talk about the NFL. Talk to you then, sports best friends. 